0: and welcome to the World in Sport from RNZ Pacific, I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week the Ikale Tahi take the positives from a challenging northern tour. A former Manu Samoa coach sues the Samoa Rugby Union and the resignation of Samoa's Pacific Games director is explained. But first, Fiji have risen to a career high of 8th in the men's world rugby rankings after beating France in Paris at the weekend. The twenty one fourteen triumph at Stade de France was the Flying Fijians' first ever victory against Le Bleu in ten attempts. Head coach John McKee believes his side is capable of competing with anyone in the world.
1: We came here with high hopes, and the team and the the backroom staff worked very hard during the week to prepare for that match, and um, I really felt with the attitude and the mindset of the players that that we could achieve something special on Saturday, but knew that to get a successful result against France, we would certainly have to bring our best game.
2: To get out, get yourselves a lead and and maintain that lead, I I know you lost it ever so briefly there on half-time, but uh, you guys really had to... You really had to defend in that second half. You know, there was, especially in that last 20, there was so much pressure on your line. You know, minutes and minutes and tackles and tackles and, you know, a few scrums and penalties. Uh, you know, those they had to dig deep. I mean, they earned that win.
1: Yeah, I think dig deep is 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 you know a very good expression. That's what that's what the boys did. We, you know, we knew before the game when we talked about it during the week of, of getting a good start. We felt that, you know, to beat France, we, we'd have to be on the front from the word go and, you know, be able to put a lot of pressure on, on the French team, both in terms of um, field position and on the scoreboard, and, and that's what we did. And, you know, we, we knew that the French team were under a lot of pressure, you know, to get results at home, and, and although they won last week, they'd lost their previous five games. So the pressure was really on the French team, and, and for us it was was everything to win, and you know to do so we, we had to put them under massive pressure to get their noses in front, but, but, but we knew it at times during the game they'd come back at us and we'd have to defend very well.
2: Before the tour you talked about, obviously you've got a, a couple of massive pool games at the World Cup next year and that you'd made good progress, but this is the time where you needed to start beating Tier 1 countries to, to prove that you could do it, and I, I guess come World Cup time if you want to make the knockout rounds you have to do it. So what does this do for the belief for the players for the team and, and for the country, which obviously loves their rugby.
1: We know we've got, you know, very talented athletes. But the thing is, you know, on the mental side, I think to have a, have a real self-belief of what we can achieve. You know, the, you know and the players took huge steps um in, the, in that direction this week. And, you know, with, um, you know, around 300 days till we play in Japan, you know, it's a great motivator for the team because a lot of the work we have to do is, in between assemblies, you know, to make sure that, that when we do assemble, we, we are we are ready to hit the ground running. So, you know, a great motivator for the players to do those little extra bits between now and July when we reassemble so we can make the most of that build up period we'll have towards Rugby World Cup 2019.
2: Uh, and you talked about welcoming back Semi Randrandra for this week. I mean, he's been a great addition to your team and, um, you know, some of those big names really stood up.
1: Yeah, Semi was outstanding in a task, dangerous every time he got his hands on the ball. But, you know not only his attack, you know his defense you know he um, you know he executed some some well timed um, tackles and defense at, at critical moments which out their attack but, but for me you know you know to perform at the highest level we, we need our biggest players playing really well and you know it was pleasing for me yesterday you know the only nakawara probably his best game for p g since since I've been involved in terms of consistency across the eighty minutes and you know, and other players, you know, Pethali Yato really, really stood up. Charlie um, Vatimbua, you know, Joshua Tuasova. you know, took his opportunity as well. And other four, Dominico Wongan and Boruto, you know, really led from the front and, and, you know, a very, very strong, strong 80 minutes. So for me, you know, it's hard to single out one player and, you know, many players played well for us and, and especially... Our experience and more senior players really really showed you know what quality they are
2: what, what do you think it does Fiji a tier two nation beating France in paris um, you know what does this mean for world rugby? do you think
1: you know our, our win yesterday you know is a great thing for fiji rugby but also a great thing for pacific rugby and, for us as a group, and for me as as a head coach, we, we want to get away from this tier one versus tier two mantle We we you know we want to get to the point where you know Fiji you know we can take on anyone, and it's not considered so much tier one tier two. It's you know it's um Fiji a play the weather, and it, you know we, we can get a result against any opposition you know anywhere. I mean that's that's what we're working towards, and you know if we want to do well in World we'll Cup, we can't be um, focused too much on tier one tier two. It's it's you know we've got to focus on on the results we need to get to through the tournament through the playoff stages and you know if we can progress to the playoffs you know I believe anything can happen.
2: Do you know what some of your test matches are for next year yet?
1: We'll kick off in July with a with home and away series with New Zealand Maori so it's a great way for us to start our preparation then in, into the PNC over 3 rounds played in both uh, Japan and, and Fiji and, and we'll finish off with test matches against Samoa and, and Tonga um, before departing for Japan for our Rugby World Cup campaign so Seven test matches over over ten weeks. It's um, a very good match program, but but also you know, ten weeks we'll be working very very hard in conditioning and, and getting our players you know technically and tactically ready for the tournament. Yeah,
2: and yeah, you, know, you talk about the progress that the team's made over three weeks. You know the the way the team's progressed from Scotland to Uruguay to to France. I mean the idea of having the team for two to three months together must be uh, for you as a coach uh, a pretty exciting proposition.
1: Well, we you know we always know that the rugby world cup year is, is our best year for having access to our players and and time together. But we can't expect everything to happen in, in that time frame. And you know, as I emphasised to the players last night when we were debriefing and, and looking at the, the year ahead, is that you know that they have to work very hard in their own their own environments to make sure that they're ready when, when they come into our camp. And you know, and we know that on one hand, in terms of talent and, and and rugby playing ability, we're, we're, we're right over there with, with everyone else. But maybe in terms of our our, our running capacity and some specific fitness to, to play our game, we're, we're a little bit behind. So you know, we'll be asking players to do just a little extras throughout the year so that, that when they do come to us, we can start you know high-intensity training from day one.
0: That's the Flying Fijians rugby coach, John McKee. Tonga rugby coach Totoi Kefu believes the team will be better in the long run despite losing both test matches on their November tour. The Ikale Tahi opened their account by beating the French Barbarians before a 50-point drubbing in Wales and a fourth straight defeat against Georgia. Totoi Kefu says a host of injuries didn't help their cause, but they were able to implement some changes to their playing style that hopefully will pay off at next year's World Cup.
3: Oh, look, some real positives out of the tour and we were able to also cap some new players. Um, so there's some really big ticks in terms of identifying new talent. But also we are looking at also exploring, adjusting the way we play in terms of attack. Uh, and there were some real ticks there as well. So some pretty good positives to come out of the tour.
0: In terms of that style of play, is that the sort of thing that will take time to bed in sort of thing? So you're just looking for progress at this point and fingers crossed come World Cup time it clicks?
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean... For any change or adjustment in, in terms of the way we play, you need a fair bit of time together and you need need the talent in in terms of uh, players available. So, yeah, it, it's a good starting point. Hopefully next year in our prep time we can we can back and all come together.
0: Of course, you only had the two test matches. You had the game against the French barbars at the start and then uh, your back-to-back tests uh, after that. Um, how, how do you feel the team progressed throughout those three matches?
3: Yeah, there's some real positives out of both games, I thought. It was always going to be an uphill battle due to uh, the amount of injuries we had, but there's some real positives. You know, if you look at that Wales game, the score got away from us probably in the last 20, 25 minutes, but we were head-to-head up until about the 50-minute mark. Um, You know, we showed some great character to come back from three early tries down, and then, you know, we just didn't manage the territory so well in that last 30, and they had some really season test players coming off the bench, that really added impact for them.
0: And Georgia, obviously, a, a team that uh, pipped you at the start of the year in server, and then uh, I think it's uh, four in a row now uh, that you've lost against the Lilos.
3: Yeah, they're, they're kind of like my bogey team now at the moment, Georgia, so look, they're a very hard team, a very good team, and we, we were heading into the game quite confident, and, and we, it was pretty tight all the way through. But their last try, I didn't think was a try. I think mean, the TMO got it wrong there, so should have been a lot closer, but yeah, there's a few moments that we just didn't execute and didn't capitalize on, and they got the win.
0: And so, obviously, from here on in, everything is about Rugby World Cup 2019. Uh, we've seen the shockwaves that Fiji's win over France has sent through the rugby world, and of course, you have France in the pool, and of course, you've got pretty happy memories about playing France in a World Cup too. So, uh, with the World Cup getting ever closer, you must be. Uh, Already thinking about it, already planning for it, already excited about it.
3: Yeah, I mean, for us to make the knockout stages, we need to win three games. And, you know, you would think France, Argentina, probably USA are the three games we're targeting. So we've got some confidence against France. And although they're a very good side, they're very unpredictable. And, you know, we definitely have to be at the top of our game when we we meet them at the World Cup.
0: Um, the other big news for Tonga the Ikale of course is this test match against the All Blacks in September which uh, forms uh, part of your build up so um, first of all the chance to play the All Blacks, typically you only get to play in a World Cup, I think you played them in the last couple um, so uh, the chance to play them in, in, in Hamilton where we know now from Rugby League there's quite a few Tongan fans uh, in and around that area and some that will come down from Auckland of course, uh, you must be looking forward to that.
3: Yeah definitely um, that, that, that'll cap off our preparation before we get to Japan so By then, we should have a very good squad and would have had probably eight weeks of training underneath our belt by then. So we'll come into that game um, really well prepared, Uh, more prepared than probably any of the other games in in the campaigns that I've been involved in. So looking forward to that. But, um, you know, that's still quite uh, a fair way away. But it's something at the end of the tunnel for the boys because you don't get an opportunity to play against the All Blacks all the time.
0: In terms of the preparation, how long are you going to be able to have with your players? What's it sort of looking like?
3: It looks like we might get together mid-June and then have two to three weeks together before the PNC starts. So um, if we have that three weeks together, then the PNC will be another three weeks. So they're six weeks already. And then we have our normal three-, four-week build-up into the uh, World Cup. So it looks like we'll just have over eight weeks, which is, which is fantastic for us. It's exactly what we need.
0: Between now, you'd also be uh, putting a few phone calls into certain players that you hope might bolster the squad ahead of the tournament?
3: Yeah, there's a few, there's a few players that we need to capture, um, and so I hope to do that within the next couple of months. And, and we're looking at probably releasing a 50-man squad probably early in the new year. So my main goal now is just to tie down those players who haven't paid for us yet. There's probably about four or five of them. Um, if we can get them on board, you know, we're heading in the right direction.
0: Yeah, and I suppose uh, when you've got the carrot of a World Cup right on the doorstep, it probably helps uh, the negotiations a bit.
3: Yes, definitely. They all come out of the woodworks, don't they, for the World Cup. Um, hopefully we, they come out and then we can hold on to them for the next World Cup
0: cycle. That's Tonga rugby coach Totoe Ikefu. Meanwhile, the former Manu Samoa head coach, Fui Ono Titimaya Tafua, is suing the Samoa Rugby Union for terminating his contract. The case was heard before the Chief Justice Patu Falifatu Sapolu on Monday, but has been adjourned to the 10th of December for the respondent to file and serve a written response. Foi Ono was appointed last year on a contract through until the end of the 2019 Rugby World Cup. He led the Manu to five consecutive defeats before home and away wins against Germany secured their passage to Japan. But in August, the SAU announced it would re-advertise the position. Foima Ono was the only local candidate to apply and made the shortlist. However, former Blues assistant coach Steve Jackson was appointed to the role the following month. A breakdown in the working relationship with the CEO of the Samoa Pacific Games office led to the resignation of Organising Committee Director Avial Niko Palamo. The former Samoa Olympic Committee boss, Avial was appointed in May but quit earlier this month after his relationship with Chief Executive Hale Matatia became untenable. Sports Minister and Chair of the Pacific Games Committee, Luau Kaneti-Seo, says he asked Aviar to reconsider his decision, when the former Marusamo player and coach informed him of his intention to quit a few weeks ago,
4: well, he actually came down to the office and I uh, said that uh, he's going to walk away from, and uh, I was being catching a surprise with uh, what he said. I think uh, with the working relationship with the CEO, it seems that uh, it's not in a comfortable way of working together.
0: So, so their working relationship was not good.
4: It seems that way, the way he talked to me that day when he came down to the office. And uh, I just said to him to just go and, uh, and have a break and uh, rethink and think about it and now come back to me and uh, see what uh, I can do. So, well, actually, he didn't come back in a way. Okay. So, so, so uh, I thought that uh, he had uh, already made up his mind not to uh, go back to the college.
0: Okay. So, so when did he come and see you in your office?
4: Oh, that uh, probably that particular week, few weeks back. Mm.
0: Okay, and so when he told you, you said it was a bit of a surprise. So you you hadn't been aware of any issues in the the working relationship prior to that.
4: Yeah, yeah, but uh, actually, I called up the CEO to uh, come and clear this out and uh, see what I can uh, do. Just because I'm a bit concerned with the time. Yeah, we're having a short uh, period of time, and yet uh, now he's thinking of walking out. But the CEO came up and. Uh, he, he mentioned some few stuff that they're not in compliance with. Uh, uh, he's been giving uh, Lipali uh, a couple of few times, uh, you know, uh, with his uh, working efforts that having some KPIs that he's uh, not uh, coming up with the right time and to comply with. So he thinks that uh, he's, he's not... not with the idea that uh, I think he should be working under him, and uh, it seems that uh, Nico doesn't really want to to uh, cooperate in a way. So it seems that uh, he's not really interested uh, uh respecting the idea that he's the CEO, you anyway.
0: Okay, so 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 you you support the CEO in this matter?
4: Ah, uh, well, actually, I had to support him in a way. So no one is in with this, and uh, I guess that. Uh, need to fix it up, otherwise we just can't call with his uh, working relationship, but, uh, so we might as well uh, uh, let him come.
0: And so, Minister, um, how do you go about now getting a replacement, because as you say, there's not a lot of time, the games are in July.
4: We have already replaced him for somebody.
0: Okay, have you, have you announced that, who's that we is? done or? that. Mm.
4: It's, not, it's not a big issue in a way. It's quite a bit of People that are looking for a job and uh, can't be
0: so you, helping out with their party. Okay, so 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 you don't you're not willing to publicly say who the replacement is, yet. Well,
4: it's not, it's not a big deal anyway. Why do
0: we have to? Well, I mean, obviously, the fact that uh, the previous one has resigned. I mean, you know, people have seen these stories. It might help them to know that somebody is in place. Obviously, people are looking forward to the games to just to know that you know who is going to be in charge, who is going to be the director. I mean, presumably wow. they'll find out eventually. Yeah, they
4: will, they will. They've already replaced him with somebody which is at the, I don't know, but uh, they say that they've got the quality of and the knowledge to do the work. So, yes, of course, we can go with that replacement and all.
0: You've already got a replacement in, and therefore that's happened quite quickly. So, are you confident that um, with a new person in charge, that they can work with the chief executive and, and, and that, you know, things will be on track for the games?
4: I also Just give my fingers crossed and, uh, wow, actually to see everything once. Well, is capable of doing the work. So I'll go with this work anyway.
0: OK. And, uh, and and what would you say is the biggest challenge between now and the start of the Games, Minister?
4: Yeah, we're running out of time in a way. <laughs> but it's quite crucial at the moment and uh, hopefully that uh, we'll be having everything in place before the opening.
0: Do you think things are on schedule?
4: I would say so. Yeah, that's, that's the way things are at the moment. But it's our fingers crossed, you know, and hope that uh, we can deliver.
0: That's Samoa's Sports Minister, Luau Seo, and that's the World in Sport for this week from RNZ Pacific. I'm Vinnie Wiley. Thanks very much for listening.